Welcome to Ali Talks, the platform for podcasts and videos to explore spirituality in your daily life. Simple and easy. Join the movement and go to Ali.vision. Hello and welcome to our weekly energy shot. We are Matt Taylor and Nicolaiano, and we have decided to produce this podcast series in order to give you a weekly astrological update and energy shots, which will also include wisdom, healing, and practical coaching tools for your day-to-day life. In order to link to the higher realms of energies and to bring guidance to your very unique soul purpose path, we offer this service for you. Hi, Matt. How are you today? I'm fine. It's great to be back. Those weeks are flying by, don't you think? Like, how Absolutely. fast are they going? It's like yeah. I just leave this chair after we talk, and the next minute I feel like I'm back in it talking to you again. <laughs> it's so fast. The energy is so quick, isn't it? Yeah. I have like it's really fascinating because we're already almost in February and I'm like okay where did that first month go right yeah <laughs> I, I don't even know where last year went as well I don't even remember it and I know I was sitting inside a lot but I don't remember anything about it <laughs> yeah I love that when time changes it, it's like the, the the tempo because last year I remember we had like last year in January I felt like the January was like for three years then February was like two days and then March felt like six years at least and then the rest of the year was like in in slow motion mood for me it's really yes. fascinating yes it is I think um, we're really feeling the difference in time speeding up with mm. this amount of air energy that we have in the chart right now. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we can speak a little bit at the end of our session today about um, time lapses and how you can um, work with the time uh, frame, uh, energies, etc. But we'll see if we have time. Yeah, that's a great idea. Beautiful. So what's going on from the astrological point of view this week? Okay, so I thought I would talk a little bit about um, what's called the North Node and South Node to begin with. Uh, in a personal chart, this is where we see a person's major tikkun or uh, dharma or, you know, what they really come to achieve as their life purpose. This is a non-free will aspect. You've got to come and do something. Uh, while most of the chart is free will, um, there are some things that, you know, you have to go through. But in the, in the chart uh, for the world, you know, would still be, it still has a resonance about some of the, you know, the work of the world has to go through so it usually stays in a sign for about 18 months um the last one was capricorn cancer which was really giving us a lot of um shifting towards where's my roots uh what what, what am i building what am i uh you know laying as a foundation all of those things my home my family my country uh you know, really like stuff that related to foundation. Oh, we spent most of it, in fact, inside. <laughs> so in our home, in our country and not yeah. moving anywhere, laying foundations, right? So, so that's where you're from, you're staying there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sort of, it had that feel about it, really, like really connecting back to roots. Uh, so towards the, like the later half of last year, uh, 2020, it shifted into, Gemini uh, North Node, Sagittarius South Node. So this means uh, we're shifting uh, and 
Gemini uh, is an air energy. So this gives us another air energy in the chart from already the amount of air that we have. Um, and it will stay there towards the end of this year or beginning of the next year. And the South Node in Sagittarius, this means I, what we're moving away from, what we're uprooting in our consciousness. And the North Node is what I'm moving towards, what we're shifting more about. So South Node Sagittarius is usually things about truth, where I'm dogmatic, where I'm black and white, what I think is, you know, is absolutely correct. And North Node Gemini is about different views, different perspectives, different ideas, um, not actually getting stuck in one idea at all. It's actually got various views and various ways to talk about things. Um, it's about teaching, learning. Uh, it's also about like um, how I get uh, quicker in shifting. So, so here we have an energy that is really related to looking at things in different perspectives, different views, and uprooting a lot of our old belief systems. Beautiful. Like what, what I really realized is, um, especially when it comes to the South Node energy, this is something I realized like about the couple last weeks and months very much so, that there is like... There is the truth, but the, the truth is really not graspable for, for most of us. And it's really like opening up your mind and your, your emotions and your, your belief patterns and systems in order to, to see where other people are coming from. Is yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. That's right. It's, it's, it's not, yes, we, when we get stuck in a belief system, we tend to get very um, black and white about it. Right, that mm. this is the absolute truth. It's really interesting because a lot of the belief systems are held in the subconscious and they're decided, you know, a long, long time ago when we were, we were children or events that happened to us or things that were said to us. And even though these events are, are long gone from our lives, the, the decisions we made about ourselves in the time of those events stay with us. Mm. And in the subconscious, they stay with us as present the subconscious only knows present form so it, it like if you decided when you were 12 that I'm stupid right even though the moment of 12 when you were 12 is gone the I am statement holds in the subconscious right and so then all you do is go about proving that you're not right even though your deep-seated root behavior is that you are right so this is a uh, like how the subconscious works is it makes decisions about we make decisions about ourselves and we hold them as i am this is the i am present statement so in the bigger picture in the world all of these things that we decided who we were and that are religious in our mind and by religious in our mind i mean held as the absolute black and white truth that we become you know stuck on all of those things that we're being stuck on uh, are being uprooted. They, we're, they're being questioned. They're being shown to us. They're being, you know, in all sorts of ways, our mind is up for review and all that truth system, what we think is truth and what we, this truth is getting a review. Mm. In, in, when I have sessions with my clients, I always explain them, your subconscious is so much faster the, the subconscious patterns that you're holding are so much faster in making decisions than your conscious thought. People always 
think like they think about the decision and they think about what they want to do and they made up their thoughts and they have a very conscious decision even though it's not even possible to make uh, very conscious decisions or unless you're going into the realm where it's really uncomfortable and look for the the uncomfortableness of of a new decision for example you want to quit your job and but consciously you you were thinking about quitting your job and you were calculating how you would do that etc etc but subconsciously the pattern says like uh, the person that is uh, having a safe job has a safe life and safety is really important so you have no chance to even get out of your subconscious patterns with a conscious thought so that's why coaching business is really nice for those times and to really grow out of your subconscious belief patterns exactly i mean there when when we're coaching we're always looking at those things that people want to achieve or want a place to get to and then we drill down as to what you know prevents them it's always things that you know are are in their mind um, that are preventing them to get there. So this is a, a very mind-orientated uh, time that we're living in this year. So the head has got to be healthy. The head has got to be changing. The head has got to be um, in a state of well-being, but also in a state of, of evolution and change because Gemini brings change. Um, so it's a, it's a it's a mutable sign so is Sagittarius but Gemini is a mutable sign means things are now up for change Gemini holds the the energy of information of teaching of learning so it's a whole shift in what we've taught what we've been what we you know what we learned and also it's mutating or evolving our head space and the way that we speak and the way that we think into into more varied options than what we've thought before exactly so there are what i see as a positive is there's opportunities now for to review your own truth and the truth around you um, and not hold on to it like not hold on to old truths anymore um that this is the this is the idea so of course on the world level that will come manifest itself as well absolutely beautiful mm. So I know this week is a big full moon and like a lot of our listeners know that too. So this full moon um, in Leo, right? Mm. What, That's what's right. going on there? Okay, great. So we're in the lunar cycle of Aquarius. So, you know, the, the, the full moon is always in the opposite sign to the lunar cycle that we're in. So um, uh, this is very interesting. This is an interesting full moon from a Kabbalistic or transcendental Babylonian perspective because they call it uh, the, the, the full moon of trees, of nature. Now, as we know, it, we're not really talking about in, it's coded, right? So, you know, as lovely as it is to go and be with trees and be in nature, there's really like a, a coding. We're always in, in Babylonian spirituality, it's always about coding. That's why a lot of modern spirituality and modern religions, which took the ideas from, from this Babylonian time, don't really understand it, right? Because you've got to decode it. So what do trees do? They predominantly, well, they all grow upwards. 
right? So this is the full moon of defying gravity, right? So gravity is a force that pulls us in, pulls us down. So this is a force that Kabbalists call a desire to receive for myself, right? It's only something that goes in, it's not sharing, right? So this is a, a full moon where we need to break through of our limitations that we've had before, right? So the defying gravi gravity is to break through of our limitations, of where we find limited belief systems, of which ties in with this North Node Sagittarius, right? Uh, sorry, North Node Gemini. It breaks us free of anything that we get busy about in ourselves, like my worries, my concerns, my fears, my doubts, my all of this is the limited belief system that stops us from reaching our full potential. Right. So Aquarius is always about breaking things. Right. It doesn't like limitation. It, it rebels against it as an energy. Right. You put a block there and it wants to break it down. Right. And Leo is about, you know, fulfilling our, our true self, who we are, ourself. But, you know, in the opposite effect, it could be about where I rebel because, you know, it's all like, we're all concerned with ourselves and we've got those selfish desires about well, what about me and all of those those things are the things that don't break through when we get busy inside our head about our own self right it's it, it it limits where the energy can go because all the energy is short-circuiting inside of us because we're pushing it in there it's burning us right so when we transform not break not we don't want to kill anything we're not like here to to kill the wicked witch those ideas about where we're limited will always happen, right? So the idea is to grow in awareness and transform them when we're having them, right? How can I transform them? This is where we break. This is where we break through. This is where we master. This is where we shine, right? Is, is in the overcoming of it, right? Not in perfection because that doesn't really exist. It's in the it's in the um, it's in the mastery of these things. So this is really a a full moon where we can break limitation, break limitations, uh, overcome things, uh, shine through, take leadership, grow in our true sense of self. Beautiful. What's coming in for me in this is like I made a video last year, I think, about celestial communication, and I'm the masters of celestial communication are trees, which is really fascinating speaking of the full moon um for the trees because um what i really love to do um is go during full moon um have some little rituals and uh i will use this full moon for sure to go into the forest and really talk to the trees because the trees are holding um very literally um, a very high uh, quality of celestial communication. And what is celestial communication? It is basically how um, you uh, align your physical body with the planets and with the cosmos in order to be in line again and in order to reach out for what's coming, what's new, which I really think is a beautiful exercise that can be done and um i that's right because aquarius is also it also has the energy of vibration right so when we're yeah. in a lot of aquarius energy which we are we have like countless plants 
<laughs> in Aquarius right now, so much going on. Uh, we have the lunar cycle of Aquarius, we have the sun in Aquarius, Jupiter and Saturn and Mercury in Aquarius, so that we have five, like, you know, big planets in Aquarius right now. And that Aquarius energy is about the vibration of something, being able to reach the cosmos and have your antennas up to get new information. Yeah. I, I fully agree. I think it's really like this is how I feel. I feel it's really important in this week to have your antennas up and to really connect with your higher um, realms with the planets. And if you have the option, what I feel is really powerful and what I noticed that it's, it really helps a lot is um, if you have the possibility to go to the place where you were born or very close to that place where you were born, and you have some stones, put them somewhere outside to close to where you were born. Because the planets, there is a reason why you were born in a certain place. And the planets align in the best for your physical body where you were born. So if you have stones, I use, for example, the malas that I'm wearing all the time. The, the malas are like prayer, um, meditation um, assistance for you and I have stone malas and if you place them outside to really charge up the planetarian energy on the place you were born this is also a really beautiful support for your physical body to align your soul body better with um, your higher purpose or you do the tree thing you really go to the tree, the biggest one that you can find. And then you're like, okay, tree, um, give me the info that I need um, in order to be aligned even better with my um, with the cosmos. And I think this is really the week for doing something like that. Absolutely. I, I agree. I think, you know, it's out of the box, which is, a, you know, Aquarius. It doesn't like things that are, you know, the normal way of doing things. It likes things different. Nature, of course, is the representation of, of the light force in our, in our world. Like we get all our lessons about, you know, how to be people through the, you know, how nature shows itself to us, which is really how the light speaks to us. It's how, you know, that vibration, that cosmic force speaks to us through nature about letting things go, you know, even the seasons, letting things go, um, you know, growing and shining, you know, through evolution of letting go, you know, all sorts of ways that nature speaks to us about how we evolve as humans. And I think that this is a great idea to go and connect with nature and be with that force and really hear new messages about how you can break your limitations. It's a lovely idea. Yeah. Um, it's a great it's a great moon because one of the things that's also happening is there's an asteroid called Varuna um, and, and an asteroid called Vesta. And these things are really about where we took oaths or where we dedicate ourselves or where we um, find uh, a new sense of justice within ourselves, right? What, what is the fear? What is fair for me? What is, uh, um, where do I want to dedicate myself more? Where do I have societal values more? Um, so these will make, break something open for where you would like to share more, you know, in terms of yourself as like your dedication to society or something outside of you or, or dedication to things that you think are, you know, need a sense of just, justness about it. Yes, this may open something for you and may dedicate yourself to something that is bigger than you or outside of you more. So there's a real opportunity to connect to something where we can share a little bit more. That's beautiful. Mm. I, I have a deep connection to Vesta. Um, 
I, I, I don't know why, but um, I, I remember Vesta is um, also somehow related to Chiron, right? Vesta is about where I take dedication, where I'm going to really focus my energy. If it's in a negative sense, if it's negative in the chart, it's a little bit like we are obsessed. Um, but it, it is a healing in the positive way when we move it from being obsessed to, you know, where I'm going to put like a positive uh, commitment to something. Um, it can be healing because it gets us through like uh, where we want to commit to things. And that commitment energy is often breaks us through. Often I, something that, you know, we persevere at something, we keep going with something until we, we get there. No, it's a spiritual energy for sure. Uh, and it's really fascinating. In Greek history, the Vestas were kind of like nuns. And those nuns were um, like very, very powerful because they used their Shakti energy, their sexual energy to heal and to have some kind of rituals with men and to to really give them power and um, that was even before the Romans were in Europe going around and it's really fascinating because that Vesta power that that Shakti power that's coming with um, those Vestas in dancing in the heavenly realms like I really really adore um, the Vesta energy which is beautiful yeah, you could really break through with this full moon, you know, with yeah. all its little yeah. um, alignments onto something that is, re I love, you know, even the word Shakti to me is powerful. Yeah. You know, so when you connect to that, that energy, it really like has something that, in, you know, can break you through into, you know, a higher state. I remember I wrote once a, a poem about Vesta. Maybe I will read mm. it to you at the end. I don't remember. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love a bit of poetry. Right what about beautiful. what about Uranus? Because we were speaking before right. we recorded this um, podcast. I was saying like, oh my God, last week was so shaky. And you were like, mm. yeah, that's Uranus. <laughs> right. ah. So Uranus is all over. It's ruling everything this month. Um, I've written in the notes Uranus square Mars. Sorry, it should be Uranus square Saturn. And so Uranus square Saturn is with us until April, but Uranus is, is, is conjunct Mars. It's, you know, coming in with other planets as well. So it's really like, if you know, if you, if all the, if you were putting like where the pin of the energy is at the moment, like the root of it, it's all with Uranus because there's so many interactions. Other planets are simultaneously having uh, um, impact with um, and so Uranus is really about revolution, breakthrough, change. It's a, one of the planets that rules Aquarius. So it's heightening the feeling of breakthrough and change. It can also lead to revolution, protest, but it's also in the free market. It's a sign of enterprise, new things, new shakeups. I mean, we hear about disruptive businesses, disruptive um, technologies. Mm. This is all from Uranus. So, and they're always the small player, the small and medium-sized company, right? And uh, it's, it's trining Mars, which is always related to new startups, new enterprises. So we will see a lot of new ideas in the business market coming through, you know, this year. It's also in Taurus, which is how I make money, how I make my values, where I financial systems, all of that. So um, bigger companies are going to struggle. Also bigger governments or governments where there's big, like big uh, conglomerates of things because they can't move 
really fast enough. Uh, if you've got a changing truth, for example, or a changing reality in the system, it's very, it's a lot harder for bigger, um, bigger conglomerates or bigger uh, hierarchies, those sorts of things, to shift in in, in enough time. Mm. So. A small and medium-sized thing, small and medium-sized countries, small and medium-sized towns, small and medium-sized uh, businesses are really able to, to shift in this reality a lot more than, say, big cities, big countries, big corporations, big, you know, big sort of like uh, structures, right? So this is a Uranus shaking everything that can't keep up with it, right? So we will... At the moment, it's Uranus this week, or today as we speak, is over the Western part of Europe. Um, so, you know, it's we are in protest mode, we are in revolution mode, we are hitting the streets, all of that. You can see it also um, in, in, in the Western part of Russia as well. So, you know, at the moment there is kind of political disruption in, and you know, it will it will continue through the year, and it's squaring Saturn until April. It is a long term angle. Usually, angles will go like three, four days. <laughs> this angle, this angle with the Saturn in Aquarius and Uranus in Taurus is here with us till April, and there'll be two more sets of it um, later in the year. And the whole idea here is, is Saturn is about things that are stable and hierarchical and things where there are, um, you know, uh, big structures. Um, so these are all like taking things that are old and big and modernizing them. Like there's still good things in old and big. There's, I'm not saying that they're always bad, but modernizing the whole thing, changing the whole thing, restructuring the whole thing. And that brings tension, you see, because a square is always about tension. I don't think squares are about things that can't be done, like you would find in conventional strategies. Squares are about tension, like it uprooting all of the negativity out of it in order to get in something new. It's done in a tense way, in a blocked way. It feels like a blockage, but it upheaves. So there's upheaval in all sorts of things. There's no way we're going to come out of this year the same way we went into it. So if last year was about destruction and letting go and not all the things that needed to leave you left you this year is about rebuilding but it's not like an oh you just rebuild what you had before that's going to be impossible like the whole idea of what we had before 2020 and trying to get it back in, in a sense like as it was is not going to be possible though it's like taking 2019 and take and before and just say what were the best bits of it and how, then i've got to modernize that into something new and something different so that is uranus continually shifting what we always thought would be into a new way a refreshed way a modernized way mm. that's how, that's what i see uh, with the people around me like there are a lot of new businesses built now, a lot of new ways of income also found with mm. a lot of people, uh, a lot of very creative ways of ha having income. Try to really think, go outside of the box. I know we're repeating ourselves, but this going outside the boxes, I think it's it's really key for also this Uranus square, Mars and um, Saturn. You reminded me of another great point. I don't know if we said it last week, but the idea of getting one 
one way of income is really out the door. Like you really have to diversify. I don't necessarily think you have to work more, more hours, but you need to refresh the business that you have and maximize mm-hmm. where the key income you know, possibility can come from. And then you need maybe at least one more thing on the side because the ability to just rely on one thing it's too changing, it's too shifting, uh, it's too disruptive in the energies, and it's all taking us to a greater place where we're much more uh, beyond the limitation, because that's what Aquarius does, takes us beyond limitation, which is what, you know, a lot of this thing is coming through um, internally, and it makes us, you know, more diverse people. I think you see on LinkedIn now that nobody puts one title. Sometimes I see like five or six things people do. Like I'm in real estate, an astrologer. Uh, <laughs> I do yoga sessions and DJ. Yeah, I love now it. These, no, yeah, these people will are the survivors, really. Yeah, they're We're not the like we look end. at them and say, "What you know? Oh, okay, you do all these things, but this is one." And you have to not only do these number of kinds of diverse things, but you have to do them all well. Yeah, <laughs> there's it's no really like <laughs> yeah. in a Piscean age you would call those people like crazy. You would be yeah. like, yeah, he just doesn't know what he wants. He has what to do. Yeah. And, uh, but now this is the game. This is how yeah. it works. This yes. is how you, you get more stability in your life. And it's really fascinating. Let's not yes. forget that evolution only comes from a fed up state of mind, from a fed up system, from a fed up step in evolution. Like when you're when you're in one uh, certain kind of place of evolution and the, the, it only comes to the next kind of evolutionary step when the old one is getting really fed up. For example, you're having you're really liking rules and regulations. Like a lot of um, uh, countries are in that place. They love to have a lot of rules and a lot of laws and a lot of regulations. But then all of a sudden, the, 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 the society needs to move faster. So those rules and regulations are really, really um, not supporting the, the current need anymore. So we have to let go of old structures in order to build new ones and what would that mean it would mean to have a little bit less rules and a little bit more uh, free market for example or uh, when the free market is fed up like when we have uh, used all uh, our planetarian energies and we have um, played all the games with um, disrupting nature when this is fed up and this is what what happened what was happening a big time the last year and the year before we we could see like uh, people are fed up of like mistreating mother earth for just more profit so there were people going out on the streets and they were saying okay this is not this is not okay anymore and so the system of that was fed up so something new had to come that's why the 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 whole change of your the the inner work the inner sight is now coming because it's not people realized that mistreating mother earth just for more money is not the way we want to go anymore. We did that and we figured out this is not what makes us happy. This is not sustainable. And so now people are like 
finding their inner gurus. They're trying to find their, their unique soul's path and therefore they need some guidance. And this is what is currently happening. And when, when you have found your inner self, you don't need the guru anymore. So you're, you're able again to be more flexible, to be um, uh, more kind of uh, in a, in a f- more liberal state of, of behavior. So that's right. And that's, that's what Uranus is. It's not a, it's not a conforming state. Um, so any, any things where there's too much con- conforming, um, it, it, it just it needs to shift, as you're saying. And that can happen in, this, in the free market. As we say, I think there'll be a, a return to the, a, a new free market, a new enterprise. It will have new values because it's happening in Taurus, which is about values, right? We'll have new values around. We want it to be clean. We want it to be ethical sustainable. law sustainable these are all like very Torian earthy things absolutely about how we how we manage that and that's going to be very important i totally agree with that the other thing just to finish on because uh, we, we're like uh, coming to the last point is neptune in pisces which um you know is, is going to be with us for a few more years so it started in 2010 i think 2000 and Yes, 2011, and it's with us for another five years. So this is why we are now seeing a return back to our spiritual essence, you know, when, you know, things like yoga, Kabbalah, Buddhism, or like we're looking for spiritual paths, all of that. This is Neptune in Pisces connecting us back to that transcendental love rather than the carnal love, which is Venus. Neptune in Pisces is transcendental love. And we're looking for that higher sense of self-connection we're looking, we're looking for aspiration, we're looking for dreams, we're looking for foresight, intuition, we're, we're communicating in a new way that is beyond the five sense reality into, you know, how do I feel myself in my vibration because that's Aquarius. So it's like, I've got to get the vibe right. So all of these, all of these things that we're being pushed on to change is because often the things that we're changing, we knew we had to change before because we were we were just settling for this because it's comfortable. We were settling for this because it was gave me security. All of those things, right, are being upheaval, right? They're very Taurian values as well. Like this Uranus and Taurian is, is shifting our values, it's shifting where we're comfortable into being more authentic. And Neptune in Pisces is making us resonate with our light more. Where is my light greater to shine? Um, where are my dreams, how do I, I can feel my way through, I've got foresight, I've got intuition about where I need to go. Of course, the, the, the big challenge is never money or time, the big challenge is our own self-doubts, right, so that is, that is what we need to push through, we always need to remind ourselves that I'm, I know I need to be here in this position, and I'm over here at the moment, and I, everything is forcing me there, and the only thing slowing it down is the inside self-doubt, Right. So all of this old internal, which we started with the podcast, you know, all this internal old self-belief system, all the beliefs we have about ourselves are really being shook at the moment because we have so many old negative beliefs and we have so many new ways we want to live. So that's kind of a, a big tension that's coming out. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. I think it's just really like the, at the moment, just really go with the flow and let evolution present itself also. That's what we want to say with all of that, what we're doing here. Like, don't fight the change. 
go go with the change try to open yourself try to be as as free as possible and work through your limitations right absolutely because that that ultimately is the spiritual game isn't it you get shifted yeah. into something else which you know is right for you and good for you and you need to go there but in the whole time that you're on that path <laughs> you feel like you're on a some kind of you know roller coaster internally yeah and that's where the work is needs to be done always always people are starting businesses and all the time people are doing new things all the time but they're, they're not really dealing with the things inside of them all the time and that's this this year is rebuilding you internally as well yeah mm. that's i think that's a beautiful last sentence and i'd, I'd like to speak that poem that i wrote which oh, you found it yeah i did which is more oh, amazing like a prayer so um, if you like at home, you can close your eyes quickly and have a deep inhale and exhale. Deep healing beyond time and space, beyond the physical body and cells, beyond all bodies of this and any incarnation, beyond each and every karmic line. Playing out its game requires a deep, deep, deep devotion, which is only Chiron might understand completely in its full spectrums. Chiron that came from far away to bring the necessary vibration just close enough to humanity so we grasp it when necessary. The dance of the Vestas and their transmission of the divine Shakti energy and the healing frequencies coming with this divine dance. In the heavenly realms, all Vesta sisters are dancing with their beloved Chiron for humanity that Shakti may heal all their wounds of time and space. Chiron is dancing in our star system only for humanity in order to heal through his presence and dance through life like the Vestas dance in the heavenly fire of love. Oh. That I think now? I'm going to listen to that another five times. <laughs> Maybe more. You're so <laughs> I love it. Yes. May, may love Gorgeous. guide your way this week. And may you understand that your inner light is the only guidance you need and you have all within you. And we wish you a beautiful week. And if have you want to hear, yeah. And if you want to hear more about us, go to ellie.vision and ally.vision in english <laughs> we call her ally because she's like a person our new company and um we have much more podcasts with matt and me we have a lot of articles about kabbalistic astrology what matt does what i do go check it out and uh we hope to hear you next week that was beautiful i will stop Lovely having you with us at Ali Talks. Would you like to know more about empowered spirituality, whether in business or for your personal life? Then visit us at ali.vision or write us an email at contact at ali.vision.